0: And we're back live here on a Thursday here in February after the Super Bowl, after the NBA All-Star Game, after the NBA trade, day, trade deadline. We got all the news here. This is the Third Stringers Podcast, where we all day. I'm your host, Noah Kratz. To my right, we got Justin Arbini. Hello, hello. And back for her second week is Paige Otto. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, we, had to take a week, we had to take a week off. We had some uh, technical difficulties, uh, mostly most of them being me. <laughs> uh, I apologize for that, but we're back. <laughs> How are you guys doing this week?
2: I'm good. We have 8 inches up here in Mount Pleasant. Shit, sure ice.
1: Nice.
2: <laughs> but I'm doing okay.
1: I don't have that Jeez. much snow, but there is a lot of ice. <laughs> but I'm doing
0: good. My parents are talking about how 60% of Little counties County is without power. And uh, yeah, awesome. I have none of that. <laughs> it was 65 and sunny here in Cleveland. So, <laughs> I had to wrap the... Cleveland shirt today. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. All right. All right. Let's get into the uh, the quarterback carousel. Uh, the tag tag week is been here. Uh, we got the deadline is, I believe, next. Actually, I think it's March 7th, because then uh, free agency starts the week after. Um, but the tag deadline is open. Uh, we got a lot of quarterbacks that were thought to be going on the tag. Let's start with let's start with a weird one. All right, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some quarterbacks that might have potential new landing spots or may resign. Um, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go random. I'm gonna ask one of you guys about a quarterback on where you think they're gonna go, and we'll go from there. Uh, all right, we'll start with we'll start with Justin. Let's go with a guy who may be uh, pretty controversial. He spent four days in a dark room and uh, really hasn't said anything since he came out. So we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Um, Everybody thinks that he may be leaving Green Bay. He may not even come back to the NFL, but let's hypothetically, he's he's got 60 million reasons to come back, right? So let's just hypothetically say that he's coming back. Justin, where do you think he's going to go if he's leaving the Packers?
1: Um, if he's leaving the Packers, which I don't know if he will. But If he is, okay. I'm saying he's going to the Jets. I saw it somewhere, and I think it's a great spot for him. Being this, I don't know. But then at the same time, he just sat in darkness for however long, so maybe he doesn't want to be in the city. So I think it'd be a cool <laughs> spot for him to go play for the Jets and maybe bring some success to that. Or they did all right this last season, but, you know, take them further to, than where they were. And, uh, yeah, I, I like him there. I, I think it's a good fit. At, obviously, he can't go anywhere in the Midwest because no one's going to want him there. At least I wouldn't want him on the Lions. Um, he's not going to the Vikings. So, yeah, I think going out east to the to the Jets would be a great for, fit for him.
0: Like that? Paige, you grew up in a uh, Packer household. What do you think?
2: Yeah, so – I'm not a big Packers fan, but my dad and brother are. So I hear, you know, everything about him. You know, he's been doing this for three years straight, saying, you know, I might stay, I might go, I might retire. But I think he'll go to the Raiders. I think he'll reunite with Devontae Adams. I think it's a big market out there, and the Raiders are trying to fill a void with Derek Carr leaving. And I think... He'll play there, you know, get his money. I think he has what like fifty million left. So I think he'll get his money, maybe finish out the season at with the Raiders like a little over five hundred and call it a day.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I thought that too. I thought that too, he was gonna go to the Raiders. Um but I I think the sneaky trade option, Packers are looking for a long term quarterback. Ravens are looking for someone who can win now. Uh, Honestly, I don't know who says no to that trade. It may be straight up. It may not be. You might, might have to work out some picks here and there. Honestly, though, Ravens are built to win now. They have a run game. They have a good line. Their wide receivers are iffy, but you can spend some money in free agency if you need to. Honestly, I think a big trade would be Lamar Jackson to the Packers. Build that team up, and Ravens get their quarterback now and make a Super Bowl run I for see, one more year, no maybe. maybe two.
1: I, if I were, if I'm the Ravens, <laughs> I'm giving Lamar the money. <laughs> Why would I want an Old Man Rogers when I have Lamar Jackson, the dual threat <laughs> quarterback? guy? <laughs> and also,
2: I don't think Lamar. Like, maybe the Ravens would say yes, but I feel like Lamar would say no because that's kind of like his team. Does he want to go to a team and build that up again and kind of start over? But that that would be crazy though if that actually happened. Would
0: be a crazy trade. <laughs> it, it, I think Lamar has been waiting for an opportunity where he's got good wide receivers. He can kind of showcase what he can do, rather than just running the ball. And the Ravens are just so run heavy that the trade might not work out with Aaron Rodgers either because he Aaron Rodgers loves to throw the ball. Um, it might not work out personality wise, especially with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think him and Harbaugh would get along very well. It, I don't know. I, I still like that trade option, though. I think it really keeps it interesting. It's an option.
1: We'll
0: say that. <laughs> it's an option. <laughs> All right, Paige. Let's move on. Let's go to Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo is coming off a season where trade. He he was benched. He was going to be the second string. Be the backup just in case an injury happened, and, oh, look, an injury to Trey Lance. He gets his opportunity. He gets hurt. Brock Purdy takes over for him. I don't think anybody really expects him to come back to the 49ers, but there's a good chemistry there. Do you think he's going anywhere else, or do you think he's coming back to the 49ers?
2: Uh, I think this is a hard one because I saw, like, multiple landing spots for him. One I thought was interesting was the Patriot. Um, because he was drafted there back in 2014 and Bill Belichick, I I mean, I don't know, maybe he wants him to to replace like what him and Tom used to have. Um, I mean, Mac Jones is, I don't know, he played really bad this year (laughs) and kind of just stunk. Um, so I mean, it depends what Jimmy wants to do, but like you said, you know, they have Brock, they have Trey Lance coming in and I don't think they're going to have as many injuries as they did this year. Um, so I think he's on his way out. I just I'm not like 100% sure where
0: yet. Justin, I know you're a big Patriots fan. I am a big Patriots fan. Back in the day. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know if you're still a Patriots fan, but. Um,
1: <laughs> I guess I still am just because I did love the Patriots for so long because I was, you know, a Tom Brady fan, Michigan man, all that. I don't <laughs> know. I think Jimmy G kind of has it made in terms of, backup quarterback's the easiest position to play (laughs) like why why put yourself out there for i don't know i i guess if you're trying to you know win a super bowl and stuff like the ego starts to take over and if he wants to be the guy then yeah that's not a bad spot for him i think him and belichick could do all right together but if i'm getting paid millions of dollars to be the backup in san francisco like you're in warm weather you're having fun i don't know i don't know why you would leave especially if you can you could potentially win a championship with that team like they are a championship level team ow sorry um so you know i i i don't know why he would leave other than if he thinks that he needs to win a super bowl but at the same time what what legacy does he have already right he, he hasn't done anything too crazy already why why Take that chance. It's up to him, I guess, to decide. But I like to see him staying at San Francisco.
0: I like that. They, they even could trade Trey Lance if they need to, because you know Purdy's the guy right now.
2: <laughs> do, do they have to re-sign Brock Purdy? I
0: don't think so. No, On like so, back, okay. No, Purdy uh, was a rookie last year, so he has, I think, two more years. Okay. Um, I think it's two because when you go that late, I think it's a three-year contract rather than a four or five. Um, but yeah, it's you got Trey Lance still. You got Garoppolo, who technically is a free agent. But I could see him going back. Yeah. Depends how they kind of view all of their, their quarterback situation right now. But honestly, it's not a bad situation because you have three viable quarterbacks yeah. that could play the position and work in a Kyle Shanahan offense. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right, Justin, let's move on. Derek Carr, he had a, he had a bad situation. He, it was a bad ending to a bad relationship. Made a couple
1: of playoff runs,
0: got them through the John Gruden, Henry Rugg situation, uh, but then ultimately he got benched at the end of the year, uh, and it kind of left a bad taste in his mouth. So nobody is saying he's going back to the Raiders. Where do you think he's going to end up?
1: Rightfully so. I mean, like you said, he kind of got got that team through. Obviously, they weren't top tier, but he's an okay quarterback. He's not complete trash. I, I don't think anyone blames him for the shortcomings of that team. And to see him benched at the end, it's like, okay. It's just a shot at him, in my opinion. Where I could see him going depending on what happens with aaron Rodgers, i could see him going to green bay uh, he's he's an okay I, I i think if you have the right pieces around him he can win games uh, he's not going to elevate a bad team but he's not going to bring down a good team i could also see him being a backup to like wherever lamar ends up going i i i think he's just a solid quarterback and uh, honestly i'd like to see him i like to see him be a backup for a couple of years. I want to see what that does for him and his development. And then out of there, if he can work his way into a starting role or if he maybe goes out East and plays for the Panthers, right. depends on how the next couple of years go for him.
0: I like that. I like that. Paige, you got a different option or do you think uh, you think no, that's I like an idea? That.
2: I like that option, but I also saw, like, the Jets are on, like, all of these quarterbacks' radars. (laughs) Like, either, you know, Derek Carr goes there, um, Aaron Rodgers goes there, but I also saw the Saints as a landing spot for Carr, which is, you know, he did refuse to trade from them, I think, a couple years back, but that's not completely, you know, ruled out. Um, You know, they don't really have a quarterback right now. Um, That's, you know, a change of scenery for Carr would be good, I think. And I also like, Justin, how you said, like, if he had a couple years under his belt as a backup, that could help him, because I think the pressure definitely got to him, because there is, like, so many high expectations on the Raiders this year. So I could see that as a landing spot. Um, I don't know. He definitely doesn't go back, though.
0: No, Absolutely not. I'm no in, way. If it was me, I would be All right. right. Now I'm done. But <laughs> if
2: that actually happened?
0: Yeah. Oh, man. I, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> no. All right. You guys shot down my Lamar to the Packers idea. So let's hear a couple different options. Paige,
2: let's, okay, uh, let's so start it off. <laughs> I, so I'm, I, like, follow the Miami Dolphins, like, pretty well, I would say. Um, so Lamar did say that if he wasn't in Baltimore, he would go there. Um, and why would the Dolphins say no to that? <laughs> Uh, I mean, sure. Tua, I mean, he's had God knows how many concussions. Um, and I, Lamar's just better than him. Yeah. Like, shit. Yep. <laughs> um, so I don't know, like, what the trade scenario would look like if that happened, like, what the Dolphins would have to get up and give up and vice versa. But Tua would probably leave. I don't think he could stand being a backup <laughs> to Lamar. So, you know, that that does that whole QB carousel thing again. But, I mean, I feel that would be a great fit with Lamar down there. I
0: completely agree. There's a yeah. He he's always said he wanted to go home, um, or at least closer to home. And Miami is a good option. They could even trade to a back to the Ravens just to cut into maybe some potential picks since they don't have their first round pick this year. Uh, another landing spot. If you don't agree with the Green Bay, the Green Bay one uh, is Tampa Bay. I mean, Tom left. They have an aging team right now. They're, if they're going to make another Super Bowl run or even another playoff run, it'd have to be now before they go into a rebuild. And this would be a big splash and a good start. I still don't think it competes with the top tier in the NFC, uh, like the 49ers or the Eagles or even the lions at this point. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's a viable option. I think he would definitely consider it because yeah. he's going to have a lot of control and a lot of say if they tag him.
1: Yeah. I I'd rather see him go to the Dolphins that, now that Paige brings that up, but my first thought was Tampa because of Tom leaving. I think he would have the wide receivers that he need or that he would want to have to throw to in Mike Evans and I mean who else do you need besides Mike Evans? But <laughs> That that's really that was really my main spot, but then Paige said Dolphins. I'm like, ah, I, I would rather hit, see him go to the Dolphins. It'd be so fun to see him <laughs> and Hill, and yeah, that'd be amazing.
2: And that's just like I feel like his place, like Miami, like that's just like Lamar's vibe. I feel like
0: <laughs> it really feels like it. He he feels like a Florida guy. Yeah. <laughs> if he was the same,
2: <laughs> I mean the Vipers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. All right. Let's move on to our last one here. We got Daniel Jones. He overperformed this year. Everybody knows that. Ryan Dable is the quarterback whisperer in the NFL at this point. He made Josh Allen who he is. He turned Daniel Jones into a viable quarterback. He wants $45 million a year. Do we think the Giants are going to give it to him?
1: I say give it to him.
0: Wow! Really?
1: <laughs> as long as they keep... what was that, What's the guy's name I always forget? Saquon. No, uh, the quarterback was uh, <laughs>
0: Oh, Oh, Dayball.
1: Yes. As, if they have him with Daniel Jones, keep it. Like, why? I don't know. I, I'm a big believer of don't ruin things that are going well. Like, that went very well last season. Like you said, he o- overperformed, but if he can conti- continue doing that, keep it as long as you can. I, I don't know why you... Or, at least to a spot where you feel like it won't get any better. I think you can continue to improve. And if the team stays solid, Saquon performs as well as he did, like, why Why would you implode that already? That's my thought. So keep Daniel Jones. All right.
0: All right, Paige, what do you think?
2: So I'm going to say no. <laughs> but I like your thinking, Justin. I mean, it could happen. So I'm going to. So with the draft kind of coming up, I did see an interesting mock draft about the Giants selecting Anthony Richardson from the Gators at ninth overall. What do we? What do we think of that? I think it's do you valid. think they would actually do that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think Anthony Richardson would be a great fit in New York. To your point, I think it's a great idea.
2: <laughs> so I because. I like obviously he was having like a really good season you know they got that win over Utah you know his ceiling is super high but I feel like his floor is super low um, just because he's very inconsistent so like I don't know if he if that will actually happen but I saw that and I was kind of like I mean that would kind of get Daniel Jones to kind of like reevaluate and be like oh I mean maybe they do both maybe they give him the money and draft him so
0: Hmm. I don't know I think it I think it's going to tell a lot if they're going to tag either Daniel Jones or Saquon. I think, I think regardless of whoever they tag is going to be the one they don't see as their long-term option. Because if you, if you tag Saquon, the idea is that you're either going to sign Daniel Jones to a long-term contract or you're going to let him go. But I don't see them letting him go. He's he did, too well, and it was in a first-year offense with Brian Dayball, and their wide receiver core pretty much sucked. Richie James was their number one wide receiver, who was the the fifth wide receiver in San Francisco a year prior. (laughs) It was awful to watch. And if you can get him some receivers, some competent receivers, you could see him do some really good things in New York but you can't pay him $45 million you got to find some middle ground even if it's ten million dollars less I still don't think he's worth it but that's a a good start
1: <laughs> yeah I just can't I can't see if I'm an NBA or NBA, NFL GM or even just somewhere in the front office I can't imagine putting a tag on a running back any running back like, there's just so prone to injury and it seems like every other year there's a breakout running back I, I I just wouldn't do it I would always bet on a quarterback or like a star defensive player that you think can withhold some time I, putting, a, putting a tag on Saquon after you know he's been injured before to then potentially lose Daniel Jones, draft a a rookie quarterback who you don't know how he'll perform, and then game two say tears an ACL again or does something. It's like you're just you're shooting yourself in the foot, in my opinion. But who knows? That that's also the well, Giants haven't been doing very well recently, so maybe they will do all of that.
2: So, <laughs> do you guys think the Giants will pay Daniel Jones first, or the Ravens will pay Lamar Jackson first?
0: Oh, Giants will pay Daniel Jones for sure. Yeah. I saw a rumor that Lamar is asking for more guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson got, which was a very weird situation because Cleveland was very quarterback desperate, uh, and they they overpaid and fully guaranteed the deal to convince him to come there. And there's no way the Ravens are going to give him that much guaranteed money
1: which I think is dumb because I think Lamar is... If he had good wide receivers, I think he'd be top three. But we we don't know that because we haven't seen it. So it's tough.
0: Even in a different system, I I think Harbaugh does a really good job. But they have been so run-heavy for so long, and it takes away from Lamar, and I think he knows that, which is why his asking price is so much at this point.
1: Yeah, if they're going to keep him, get the bag, right? (laughs)
0: Yep. <laughs> uh, can't can't blame the guy, right? Yeah,
1: I do say. I mean, he did he win an MVP. Exactly. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yep, he knows his worth. Mm-hmm.
2: So I would get the money for sure.
0: <laughs> all right, let's move on to the NBA. Westbrook. All right, got traded from the Lakers. Cubs. I have so many questions on this. I don't think it's a bad deal, right? But does Westbrook make the Clippers better? Yes. Okay.
2: So he does. So him and Paul George obviously played together in Oklahoma Mm -hmm. City. Yes, they did lose three (laughs) years in a row back-to-back in the playoffs, but besides the point. I mean, they get each other. They play very well together. You know, Paul, he can space the floor for Russell when he drives. Um, I also think the Clippers is a better fit for him. I really knew how to play him. I don't think Russell knew how to play with LeBron and AD. And I did think he did well in the bench role, and I think he'll probably come off the bench with the Clippers. Um, But the Clippers also have Kawhi. So, I mean, and they're based in, you know, they have – I'm trying to think. Who do they sign in the trade deadline? The Clippers. Oh, Bone Tylen. Um, yes. I mean, Bones. He's eh, he's okay. He's <laughs> a good like he's a good uh, role player, but um, I just think the Clippers they they were a threat in the West, but they're even more of a threat because you know Russell could be a game changing piece for them late in a playoff game. Um, but I also think he knows this is his, like, last stop of, like, showing people he is an NBA player and can play, or else he's out the door, so.
0: Okay. Justin, what are your thoughts?
1: I, I think Russell Westbrook has been criminally criticized over the past few years. I think, first of all, Mr. Triple-Double like everyone forget, obviously that team wasn't what it was, or you know it wasn't great. So he was just stat padding a little, but that's fine. Still hard to do that. To Paige's point, when Paul George came, he made Paul George a much better player. That was the best we've seen of Paul George in years. When he played with James Harden, he made James Harden better. When he played with Kevin Durant, he made Kevin Durant better. Like he is, he has proven over and over again. He can play with people that are a number one above him, and with LeBron, I, we've I, there's been the criticism of LeBron building his team around him, but then he's not utilizing those players to the best of their ability. Kyrie, he kind of ran Kyrie out of the Cavs. He's done it with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade on the Heat, where obviously they played well, but it was he was stealing their thunder instead of making them better. Um, so uh, I, thunder. Th- yeah. I think that's what happened to Russell Westbrook. That plus all the pressure that was put on him to like be the spark they needed when that shouldn't have been the case. I think coming to the Clippers, one, he's wanted. Two, it seems like out of the pictures and videos I've seen, he is enjoying his time there. And then three, comes down to Kawhi Leonard. NBA, MV, did he win MVP? No, he won two championship mvps finals mvps yeah Yeah. he he has been an nba champion champion multiple times i don't think Kawhi is one of the selfish players that's gonna put the blame on russell westbrook like ad and lebron ultimately did they could have shouldered the responsibility and they didn't so i don't see russell westbrook coming off the bench i think he should be starting i don't know why they wouldn't start him maybe limit his minutes and have him play more with the role players just to kind of keep the keep the pace going but I would start him I would try and get his confidence back up and get him to you know some of his former glory that I still think he has also another point when he was on the Wizards he made Bradley Beal better so there's there isn't I don't know the narrative of him not him being a cancer I think he'd be a great fit for this team
0: So, I agree with you guys in everything that you guys just said. The only thing is going to be, will he actually make them a title contender? Does his impact in the playoffs make them a title contender? The West is stacked. And I don't know if he is the guy that they need at point for them to win a title. The only thing I will say is the reason why it didn't work with the Lakers is because Westbrook is a ball-heavy point guard. LeBron is a ball-heavy, whatever you want to call him, because I, I, you can't really classify him as anything. He's just one of the best players in the world. He does not He's positionless at this point. And, but he's very ball-heavy. He needs the ball in his hand. So does Westbrook, which is why it didn't work out. I think he will be the starting point guard, I think he will be the main focal, like the driver of the offense. Just because Paul George can shoot the ball, Kawhi is more of a driver. He can also shoot, though. And he's not, you know, a ball-heavy guy. I think it will work, but I don't know if he's the guy that makes the difference in the playoffs. So I'll ask you guys. Does this make them a title contender?
2: I'm not sure, but I feel like it's more on Kawhi and Paul to be healthy than it is on Russell. To go far in the playoffs. That's fair. Because um, I think I thought I saw something that Kawhi's like missed like fifty <laughs> percent of his or like fifty percent or more of like the last three years of games. That's crazy. I mean, like you just can't really rely. I think the Clippers were actually like the favorite to win the title this year, and now people aren't really sure if they'll even make it past the first round. <laughs> but I think they will probably make it for- past the first round with Westbrook. But you think he'll start over Terrence Mann? I would. He Absolutely. Can shoot? Yeah. I, really would, I would
1: start him over Terrence Mann every day.
0: It might not be right away.
2: It yeah. might not be okay. for
0: a couple of games just to get him, you know, introduce the offense. But eventually, I would say, like, maybe five games in, he starts and takes that position away from Terrence
1: Mann. i Man. put him in right at the beginning and say, go score 40 and just see him ball out <laughs> for a couple games. Like, I... I don't know. I, I I'm rooting for Russell Westbrook. I think he can be a 30, 10 and ten player still, and I want to I want to see him succeed right away for them. I, I mean the NBA. Yeah, you have you know some plays and some flow that you need to work with your teammates, but for the most part, it's a one on one show, and then you kick out, and then they do a one on one, and then it's mostly that, and then some pick and rolls. He has a, a Zubac is his last name. Mm-hmm. Do a pick and roll, go down and on someone first play of the game, like get, go go in swinging. I think in the West it is such a crapshoot right now with Kevin Durant going over there and Kyrie. I I could see the Clippers beating the the uh, Warriors in seven, even though the Warriors have just been looking very weird right now. I think they can be. I think they could be anyone in seven there's there's a chance the only team that i would say maybe not depending on how kevin durant does is the suns that would be the only team i would i would worry about just because of the bench and all the surrounding players
0: i, I can see i see you guys' point the only thing i will say is if they start him right out the gate they, they have to stick with it because westbrook is a guy where if you if it looks like you don't believe in him He won't thrive, yeah. And that's what happened with the Lakers. So if you if you start him right away, you gotta stick it out through the rest of the season.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to see it.
2: Now that you mentioned it, Justin, I'm looking forward to the Russell Westbrook revenge tour on the playoffs. I'm
1: so excited. (laughs) Wouldn't that
2: just be like
1: so awesome? (laughs) if, If the Lakers make it and somehow they're matched up, I don't know how they would. Or if they, yeah. I would love to see them sweep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Let's go to another talking point in the NBA. Uh, Obviously, the All-Star break has come and gone. Uh, NBA games are back on tonight. But let's talk about All-Star weekend, all right? Three-point contest is always pretty thrilling. Uh, Damian Lillard finally won. And very well-deserved. The guy's a fantastic shooter. If Steph Curry wasn't in the game right now, he would be the best shooter that we've seen in a long time. Let's talk about... (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Let's talk about...
0: The dunk contest. (laughs) Matt McClung, of all people, a G-leaguer, Came in and won the dunk contest. If that doesn't tell you how NBA players view the dunk contest now, I don't know what will. Because we have a G-leaguer participating in the dunk contest when Michael Jordan competed in the dunk contest. Blake Griffin. These were big names. Don't talk that and now it's turned club. into... Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't know what to say. It's, I don't know, it's, is the dunk contest dead?
1: I, okay, first of all, let's give McClung his props. He did a great job. <laughs> and he's on the 76ers. He's on he, he was pulled up to the 76ers, so he is an NBA player. A, a fully, in- Fair. yes. So we'll give him that. Fair enough. And... He's been doing this since high school. Everyone was kind of just excited to see it. Like, that's what he's known for. Is it dead? Probably. They probably need to do something. <laughs> um, I don't... It's just hard to incentivize it and tie it into the season somehow. And obviously giving players money isn't going to do it because they're millionaires anyway, so what does it matter? An extra however many dollars you throw at them. It's just... And I don't know where they got it from, but it seems like they're afraid of getting injured, which is fair. Like, you don't want to go out for a dunk, tweak your knee, and then you ruin your championship hopes because you were participating in a dunk contest. That's fine. Has that happened to anyone? I don't... I can't remember if it has. But, like, the the dunk contest will never be good unless you're getting the top three or four guys in there every year. Like, LeBron should have done it at one point. Him not doing it kind of killed it. So, so... Screw you, LeBron! You ruined the (laughs) dunk. But yeah, I think it's dead. I don't know what they need to do to revive it, but it's it's over.
2: What would they like put like instead of it though? You know, because I think like I was thinking the
1: same thing. One on one tournament.
2: Yo, I would
1: like that. No, no,
0: no way they do that
2: but the thing is you would have it. to get the best players yeah, though best to do, do that, that do. and they would not do one-on-one because they don't want to get you know crossed up or you know whatever
0: yeah what
1: they could do but is fan against player but and obviously it wouldn't be like a top tier player you know like 16, oh, God. Man on the roster <laughs> against a fan who's been training for seven months that'd be fun it'd be fun to watch
2: <laughs> what about three on <laughs> three
0: I don't think they do it either.
1: Half court? Half court, three on three. And then, yeah. I mean, it'd be, you would be able to get away with the not the best players playing.
0: Yeah. I don't think they do it. I think, I think everyone's biggest risk is getting injured. And I don't think a 3v3 contest would look good if someone got injured. I think, if anything, they do a pig contest. Oh
1: my god. Now <laughs> be so boring.
0: <laughs> I think that, I don't know. I don't think they'll ever get rid of the dunk contest because it's just engraved in the All-Star Weekend now. But they have to find a way to get the superstars to participate. I think another issue is that we're kind of we kind of reached the max on what a human can do yes. in terms of dunking a basketball. I think everything has been seen and everything has been done. I think there's very few that could impact the dunk contest anymore. Now I think it's Zion, it's Ja. even Aaron Gordon probably still could, LeBron probably still could. But there's not many that could greatly impact it anymore. But I think if Zion does it next year and somehow he convinces Jaw to do it, I think that could reinvigorate it.
1: That would be exciting, but I don't think it will ever happen. There's no way.
2: I would rather see, like, East versus West in the All-Star game. Yeah. yeah then, because, yeah. yeah, it's just such, like, a show now. And, like, yeah, the I think, like, the best part for me was when Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown went, like, one-on-one, like, a few times down. Because, like, they're actually trying, and everyone was like, oh, my God. Like, you know, but then, the, <laughs> like, they're kind of, like, getting, like, excited for it. But the whole game was kind of just, like, pick up. Like, it's fun for the players, for sure, but, like, to watch is kind of just, like, yeah. I paid all this money to be here. But, like, also, like, the rich and, like, the celebrities go to the game. They're not really, like, selling to, like the average fan.
0: Right. So. I think, I think they need to find a different way to bring East and West back and to make it competitive. I think that's the only way that people will watch it. They'll get the views up because like you said, they're not really trying. It's again, it's just like pickup and they have bigger concerns than playing an all-star game. I get it. it. There's nothing you can really do about it. I think they could somehow incentivize it. I did hear one pitch that was, you go back to the traditional way of going East versus West, and you make it competitive by impacting the finals. The way you do it is whoever wins the game, kind of like how Major League Baseball does it, whoever wins gets home field advantage or home court advantage. For Game Seven, which could greatly impact how they view it, especially like the big names who are competing.
1: Yeah, I just can't see them doing that because unlike base, uh, baseball is strange. I guess, but <laughs> it's just strange in, in the concept of you have the <laughs> pitcher and the pitcher dominates, then you, the team won, right? But for basketball, it's such a it's team it's a team, but it, it could very easily just be oh, give LeBron the ball, have him just go to town because his team's gonna go far in the playoffs, and he wants to have the home field or home court advantage. And then it's gonna be weird like that. And I don't know if anyone wants to see just the two favorites out of the East and West just trying to ball hog and score as much as possible. I I don't know. It'd be weird. I, I feel, when it comes down to it, I think the issue is the NBA season is too long. And I know we're kind of going off topic. NBA season's too long. <laughs> players are worried what about What would you want it to be? I would like to see it closer to 40 games. Cut, cut it in half. <laughs> cut, cut the season in half. Right now, the games don't matter as long as you're a top 10 in the league. Players are worried about injuries, so they're sitting 20% of the games. The All-Star weekend doesn't matter at all. I think you should do 40 season-ish 40 game season halfway through you do this all-star thing where maybe it doesn't affect the finals, but it does something for the playoffs. I don't know. I don't know if I, I, as a player, I would be upset if I'm, you know, undefeated in the season. We lose this, uh, all-star game because my teammate missed a wide open three and he's worst than the, in the, he's on the worst team in the league anyway. So it's like, that sucks. But then, yeah, you still have to incentivize it enough to get some sort of action. I, I think it all comes down to the NBA season is too long and players just don't care about these small things because they just want to make it to the playoffs and hopefully have it run.
2: So would you, what, what if they did like a mid-season tournament? That like affected like what seed or like home field advantage for the playoffs
0: like, to kind of split it. Yeah, I've I've heard th- I've heard this pitch too. I just don't. They would have to figure out how it would work in terms of how it would affect like the playoffs and everything. And I I don't hate it. It's just hard because once you do it, you're kind of committed to it. I don't really know how it, how you could go back. So with baseball. It's easier because you can try it in like the minor leagues, which is what they're kind of doing with like pitch clock and everything like that. But for the NBA, they couldn't really do it in the G League. It's hard. It's very hard. But here's my other pitch, okay? Because I actually agree that the NBA season is also too long. But I don't. I don't agree going down too to. Long? Oh, absolutely! But that's <laughs> another story for another day.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> Um, but I don't, I wouldn't go as drastic as Justin saying, I think if you go down to like maybe 68 games, something not as drastic as cutting the season in half where you don't have back to backs, you don't have games that are close together where even like the superstars aren't playing because they're, um, doing like a rest and, um, game management, You would get the fans going to the games more because they know that the superstars are going to be playing and it's not as drastic as cutting the season in half and cutting like dollar amounts in half as well.
1: Slash them. (laughs) 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 They don't need that much money. I I think it'd be so much more enjoyable to go to a, if it was a 40 game season and every game matters because you have to be, and also you'd have to get rid of the play in game. Because you need it to matter more. Yeah. I also think maybe they needed to cut the first couple rounds of the playoffs down to three or five games.
2: They're not going to play any basketball at this rate, Justin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the, if you think about it now, they're barely playing anyways. Half the stars <laughs> are sitting out every other game. Yeah. Yeah. Injury. The, it's the highest rate of injuries for, for some reason. I, I don't understand the. How it's working because you have the best medical you've had in the however many years the nba has been around but and it makes sense right they're resting their players so they can play longer but if, if you're not i don't know I, i'm a firm believer in like the ncaa march madness right you get one game you win or go home sure your regular season isn't as exciting but you still need to be top of your like top of the records to be considered for the tournament at least. So, I think, and that's why people love watching NCAA so much. You get the best teams playing as hard as they can every game to make the bracket, and then if they need to win every single game, or it's a bust. So, I get the NBA different, but still, it'd be more exciting. <laughs> and don't do a winner go home, but maybe a three game for the first round, a five game for the second, seven game for the,
2: or you know, everyone just needs to be like Anthony Edwards. Exactly, just play. Yeah.
0: Yep, and everybody questioned him going into the NBA draft on his commitment, and this guy's yeah. playing every game. Hard to argue that. I mean, the guy, the guy is clearly showing his commitment to the game. It's his team. All right, now, after so off topic. it is hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, after going down that rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Justin. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, let's go to our favorite segment at the end of the uh, at the end of the podcast. Twitter fingers. There's a lot of uh, speculation going around that the Rams are going to release Jalen Ramsey, and Amon Ross St. Brown was doing his best pitch to him, saying, "Come to Detroit, come play with Golf again, and let's make a run." Clearly, the Lions need the cornerback help, and he would be a huge upgrade. Micah Parsons decided to tweet at him and say, and I quote, I'm sorry, no one going from L.A. to Detroit, with a laughing emoji. Hard to argue, but if he's going for another championship run, Detroit's not a bad option. So did this fuel a fire underneath the Lions, and did this build, like, a feud? Or do we think this will just be swept under the rug?
1: Paige, you go first. Ugh. I can go first if you want yeah. like.
2: <laughs> No, you, you can go first. I want to hear what you, what okay. you say.
1: I think Micah Parsons needs to, needs to watch out if he's coming to the three one three. okay? <laughs> There's going to be some no. people at his throats <laughs> talking smack and not doing nice <laughs> things to him. But that's just, you know, that's Detroit. That's how we are up here. Uh, I don't <laughs> – The only way I can see him saying that, which, I mean, like you said, there is some truth of it. Who's going from L.A. to Detroit? Okay, that's fine. The only way Michael Parsons is saying that publicly, knowing that there will be some sort of, you know, something will come out of this, is he wants Jalen Ramsey to come to the Cowboys. That's the only logical thing I can think of of why he would say this. And if he's not saying it for those reasons, then I think... It is more fuel to the fire for the Lions. They're going to – I know the schedule came out recently. I didn't see it, or I don't remember if they play the Cowboys. Um, But that's going to be a bloodbath, I hope. <laughs> and Michael Parsons is going to have to live with it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: if Jalen Ramsey goes to the Lions, I think he will help, but I hope they don't pay him a significant amount. That's my take on that.
2: So, what if, like, Micah Parsons is just, like, trolling? I mean, he's done this before. (laughs) He's, like, kind of like Katie on Twitter, you know, just, like, causing a storm. I mean, honestly, who wouldn't be doing that to, like, start (laughs) I Like, it's kind of funny. Because he did, I don't know if you guys remember, like, earlier this year, he, like, tweeted something out to Lane Johnson about, like, they should win the Super Bowl for their division. And he kind of got, like, shit for it. (laughs) But basically, like he, but basically, he's not like, you know, throwing shade at him. It's kind of just like he's supporting him and stuff. So maybe it's kind of like I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna, like going on a conspiracy
0: theory route, but
2: <laughs> maybe he could be lying.
0: He could, he could totally be trolling. I mean, he is. Yeah. He's very active on Twitter, and he's he tweets a lot. To be honest with you, but yeah.
1: I don't know. I think, this was, uh, I think this was a little more malice in here than uh, people realize. I think he's scared. I think he's scared the Lions are going to be than, uh, <laughs> what some players I think in the NFL think will happen. So,
2: so Justin, since you have such a high take on the Lions, if they add Jalen Ramsey, where do they end up?
1: To be honest, I don't, <laughs> but... <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the Lions are a good team. I think the morale has been significantly boosted over the last year and a half. Um, I, I think they are a playoff team next year. I don't know if they'll go far by any stretch of the means. Jared Goff has proven he can get there, so that's good. Uh, I like Campbell. I like. Uh, I like. I like most of the team. I just don't. I don't see how they could win a Super Bowl next year. Even though some people are saying it, at their best maybe, <laughs> but the consistency isn't there yet. So I think next year will be huge for them to solidify the team chemistry that's going on. Hopefully everyone stays. That's always the big doubt. Everyone stays and everyone's healthy, and then maybe after that they push for it. I don't. I don't know if Jalen Ramsey's going to take them to the Super Bowl next year by coming to the Lions. Like they need more more work than that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, okay. I, think I think they make the playoffs. They, they need a playoff win. Yes. I think I'm there. highest on the Lions than anyone. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> And this is going to be really bad when they don't make playoffs.
1: <laughs> I've been low on the Lions every year since 2012 or 2010. I don't know. Every year since I can remember, like, actually caring about the Lions, not just being a kid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can't. You can't blame you.
2: <laughs> yeah, just let them win a playoff game, and then all of us can go from there.
0: Exactly. Yep. Win for Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That concludes the podcast. Catch us next week. Uh, we're going to talk about some more uh, NBA draft stuff coming up. Hopefully, some tag. Uh, hopefully, some tag news, and we'll talk some more on the NBA. All right. Oh, see you guys next week.
1: See ya.